It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. What's the plan exactly in South Beach? How will the Heat finally return to the mountaintop? Also, what's the latest with Saquon Barkley and can a mock draft make you the best GM ever? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Miami Heat went from being at the center of the NBA universe in the NBA Finals to being at the center of the NBA universe in trade talks, first for Bradley Beal, now for whatever comes next, whether it's the number three overall pick. Now, according to a report in Yahoo Sports, there is the questions about Damian Lillard, the Miami Heat, a potential preferred destination there. So to help us parse all of this, Wes Goldberg from Locked on Heat joins me now. And Wes, um, I hope you've had time to catch your breath for at least half a second post NBA finals, because we are now in the thick of it in this offseason mold here. As you look at the landscape, what makes sense for Miami? I think what makes sense, we can learn a lot from the Bradley Beal trade. Uh, the one that the Miami Heat did not pull off. The Phoenix Suns were aggressive. Um, some may even call them desperate to make that Bradley Beal move. And that's just not something that the Miami Heat wanted to do. They didn't want to include Tyler Hero in a, in a deal like that. Frankly, it didn't sound like they wanted to include a whole lot of picks uh, for somebody like Bradley Beal. So they want to go get a star. I, I don't think that there's any way to dispute that they want to go get another star they want to go find somebody who could basically take the most shots and score the most points on a team that is still led by jimmy butler and bam Adebayo, or at least in part but they're not going to overpay for that player and now what that comes down to is well who's available and you mentioned the, the name damian lillard i think that's the one that the miami heat are waiting for they're going to look at that situation in portland specifically what happens thursday night does portland use that number three pick on a young player, a rookie, or do they end up flipping it for some sort of immediate help? And is that enough to pacify Damian Lillard uh, in the short term, at least? This is the th- These are the things that the Miami Heat are waiting on. And so in the meantime, they can only do what they what, what's in front of them. They have the 18th pick in this draft on Thursday night. They have their own free agents that they have to worry about at the end of the month and the beginning of July. So those are some of the things on the to-do list. But if and when a player like Damian Lillard or somebody else becomes available, I expect the Miami Heat to be part of those conversations again. How enticing would it be if a team, say, like Portland, came to you with the number three overall pick? And and assuming you like one of the Scoot-Brandon-Miller combination, maybe it's even the guy that, that Miami prefers in that spot if they have a preference. How how intrigued would you be, at least, to have a discussion about, hey, if if Portland wants to do the succession, the reverse Viking... Um, and now try and pillage, say, Bam Adebayo. What do you think the appetite would be for something like that? Um, what's the opposite of an appetite? Just <laughs> totally full, just got off of a steak dinner, and I just yeah. had dessert and a couple of cocktails, and I want to go home and go to sleep. That's 
that's the kind of appetite I think the Miami Heat would have for something like that. And so if it if it meant parting with Bam Adebayo, they look at him as a franchise pillar. They're looking to add to that foundation of Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. They're not looking to take any step backwards. How do you think the finals and this run impacts what their plans are? I mean, we, we saw that even without Tyler Hero, they were good enough to get there. That raised some questions um, in, in certainly in NBA media about the, the need, let's call it for someone like Tyler Hero, the fit even with someone like Tyler Hero, not getting Bradley Beal, not going harder after Bradley Beal. Do you think that is a vote of confidence in Tyler Hero? Or did that have more to do with Bradley Beal's contract, his age, all those things? I think all of the above. Yeah. Really, I, I think there was trepidation in terms of Bradley Beal's contract, right? Maybe if he's making thirty million instead of fifty million, it, maybe it looks different. Maybe Miami's a little bit more aggressive in trying to pursue somebody like Bradley Beal. They also love Tyler Hero. Pat Riley had his end of season press conference this afternoon and was very, very uh, uh, positive about about Tyler Hero. He went so far as to call him an anchor, like a franchise anchor, wow. and. I, I think his language is telling. I think, number one, the Miami Heat really like Tyler Hero. And I know that Hero's been the guy that, like, you throw into a trade machine if it involves the Miami Heat, and I get that. But the Heat love him. They love his work ethic. And Pat Riley did say, like, they really missed him, especially in the NBA Finals. I, I think they would have loved to see him in the playoffs and what he could have done. Um, unfortunately, he was injured with that broken hand, and they didn't get that chance. So uh, I, I think the Heat are... And again, this is from Pat Riley's press conference. I think that they want to make a major trade, but I think they're realistic in knowing that maybe that major trade never is available for them. Maybe it's something that isn't on the table. And if that's not something that's on the table, then I do think that this team is comfortable going ahead with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and maybe some other marginal changes on the roster. Again, I think that's probably plan B. Plan A would be somebody like Damian Lillard. But if that's not available to them, then I think you're looking at maybe other minor moves as opposed to them trying to find the next Bradley Beal thing and, and kind of push the chips in in a desperation move. Because the one thing that they're not going to do is act out of desperation. They don't have to. They just made the NBA Finals. Stay up to date all year on the Miami Heat by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Heat on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, are the Giants close to a deal with Saquon Barkley? Before we get to that, Tyreek Hill is under investigation again. Baseball season is in full swing and there's no better place to get on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. The Yankees are home dog Wednesday night. FanDuel likes Luis Castillo and the Mariners to beat the Bronx Bombers, the Yankees' money line. Plus 148. So don't miss your chance to snag a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. 
Miami Dolphins wide receiver Tyree Kill is under investigation, according to a spokesperson for the Miami-Dade Police Department. The investigation stems from allegations of assault and battery at the Miami Beach Marina. Hill allegedly hit a Marina employee after a disagreement on Sunday. Reports state Hill slapped the employee on the back of the head, though the employee is not pressing charges at this time. The Dolphins said in a statement that they are aware of the situation but do not have any further comment at this time. Washington Wizards forward Kyle Kuzma has declined his $13 million player option and will become a free agent. Kuzma is set to be one of the most sought-after free agents after a season that saw him average over 21 points a game. It's also an extremely soft free agent market. According to the experts, the Wizards are in a transition phase after seeing most of their front office turnover and then, of course, trading their franchise player Bradley Beal to the Phoenix Suns. Kuzma has said he'd consider returning to the Wizards earlier this season. He said his goal in free agency is to find somewhere that he can become the best version of himself. Los Angeles Angels general manager Perry Manassian addressed speculation about whether Shohei Otani was available this trade deadline. He said it's pretty self-explanatory with where we're at in the standings. He went on to explain that his goal for this year is to end the Angels' eight-year playoff drought and that he will be looking to build around Otani if they remain in contention. At 41 and 33, the Angels are currently one of the AL wildcard teams and are just behind the Texas Rangers in the AL West. Otani is in the final year of his rookie deal with the Angels and is widely expected to get a hefty payday in free agency this offseason. On the diamond, Ali De La Cruz was a triple shy of the cycle and the Cincinnati Reds tied their longest win streak since 1957 with the win over the Rockies. Ellie De La Cruz was a triple shy of the cycle and the Cincinnati Reds got 10 wins in a row running right now. What's up? This is Jeff Carr from the Lockdown Reds podcast and the absolute most talented player on the Reds roster showed out on Tuesday night. Three hits, a double, a single, and a homer. He was a triple shy of the cycle. Absolutely beautiful night for him. He had a run scored that was basically just because he was amazing at base running. There are few people faster in the game of baseball than Ellie De La Cruz, and there's few teams that are more exciting and fun to watch than the Cincinnati Reds, and they showed why, once again, beating the Colorado Rockies. This is actually now the second time in the last 11 years that the Reds have had a 10-game win streak thanks to a win against the Rockies. Let's see if they can make it 11. And the Yankees took care of the Mariners. Garrett Cole finger wags his way to a win in the Yankees' Stop the Bleeding. I'm Stacey Gatsoulias of Locked On Yankees, and the Yankees beat the Seattle Mariners 3-1 on Tuesday night behind a strong pitching performance by Garrett Cole. Seven and one-third innings, four hits, one run. He struck out eight, and more to the point, struck out the last five batters he faced. So Cole was looking really good, and the finger wag heard round the world will be all over the place. I feel like his finger wag from Tuesday night will be shown on Twitter every time he pitches well the rest of the season, and good for him. It's nice to have an ace that has swagger like that, and the Yankees need that. And the Yankees also needed to score runs. They scored three. And considering they didn't score any the last time they faced George Kirby, three is great. 
So we'll have everything you need to know about this game on the next Locked On Yankees, plus a preview of Game 2 of this series with the Mariners. So please tune in. Here is another story you need to know. Saquon Barkley is a former top five pick, one of the most explosive running backs in the league when he's been healthy and had a comeback season last year in New York under new head coach Brian Dayball. But he has not been part of the offseason process, unhappy with what's going on with the contract negotiations in New York. Patricia Trena is there with the uh, the inside scoop with Locked On Giants. So, Patricia, what is what is holding things up right now? Because it seems like he has he was the engine of their offense last year, and yet they do not seem to be close on a number right now. Well, there's a couple of things going on here, Peter. Number one, the number of years in the structure in terms of the guaranteed money, that's probably the number one thing. You know, you hear about the APY and that doesn't matter. You know, Saquon has said, you know, repeatedly, I'm not looking to reset the the market, back, you know, at running back. Sure. So he is looking, though, to get paid. He talked about being respected. And how do you get respected in the NFL? You get a lot of guaranteed money or as much as you can get. So that's probably the first thing. The other thing is that there is still time. So as with any negotiation, you know, you have a deadline. And you don't want to settle too soon because there's always the, the fear that you might have left something on the table. So when looking at it from Saquon's agent's perspective, what's the rush now? It's it's what, June 21st? So the deadline is July 17th. They will likely get something done on or around July 17th. I think it'll be a multi-year deal. You know, in, in the past, I thought they wouldn't get it done, but now I'm convinced they will. And hopefully everybody will be happy at that point. So as I look at the top running backs on the highest paid list, if we just go by APY, we're talking about Christian McCaffrey at 16 million per year, Alvin Kamara at 15, and then it jumps down a little bit. You've got Derrick Henry, Nick Tubb, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, and Aaron Jones all in that $12 million range. Aaron Jones at 11.5. What do you think is the right number here? Understanding everything you just said about fully guarantees being the thing. We're still going to get a report from... Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport that says this is the APY. So what do you think are the numbers that make sense for both sides here? Well, I think he's going to probably get a three-year deal with maybe a avoidable year in, in year four. So that'll mm. help with the spreading out of the signing bonus. As far as APY goes, I mean, there was a report by the NFL Network that the Giants were going to put an offer back on the table that they had pulled. So it only makes sense that if they're going to do that, they're going to put back the higher of the two offers. Now, back in the bye week, they had an offer that was reportedly for 12.5 mil APY. That one's up probably, you know, in the past because the Giants upped that offer to about 14 mil mm. APY with bonuses. So I think that's the one that's going to go back on the table. And I suspect that's about where Saquon's going to fall into the uh, to the pay range. That would put him right in that third highest paid running back in the league. And it's worth noting, you mentioned those void years of the top six highest paid running backs by APY right now in the NFL, four of them will end their contracts with void years. This is par for the course in the league right now. Patricia, thanks for your time. Stay up to date all here on the New York Giants by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Giants on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, there's a good mock draft. Make a good exec. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Our Locked On NBA hosts put together the ultimate mock draft where each of our local hosts makes picks for their team. One host, who just so happens to be the founder of Locked On, David Locke, had such a good mock draft he had an interesting proclamation. With already having Cason Wallace and Leonard Miller in our cachet for the day, we sat at the 28th pick and looked at what Brooklyn was doing, which was trying to shed money and decided to take Patty Mills' contract to help them get under the new collective bargaining agreement apron, but allowed us to move up in this draft back into the high 20s because one of the players that we had seriously considered at 12 was still on the board in Baylor's Keontae George. Now, this does cause a little bit of a log jam at the point guard position with Cason Wallace already picked with the 12th pick in the trade with Oklahoma City and now adding Keontae George, the point guard out of Baylor. These two players, similar kind of combo guards. Hopefully we can find a way to play them together. We already have Colin Sexton on the roster, so that will be interesting to see how this all intermixes. And we may have created a little bit of a log jam, but at some point in your development as a team, you just take the best players on the board. Keontae George, by far the best player on the board, having slipped to 21, and we pounced on it. Hey, hey. Woo! Finally. Finally. <laughs> are you guys, how, I guess, how surprised are you? Because it seems like you guys have been advocating for George to come off sooner. How surprised are you that he would fall to 21? I'm shocked that he fell to 21. But uh, David Locke might have been on to something. He's, yeah. he's put together a great draft class. Um, I think I mentioned on a, a previous episode that Keontae and, and Kaysen, they grew up together in Dallas. Their birthdays are like one day apart. And for like, I'd say the majority of their lives, they spent their birthdays together. I forgot which one is a day earlier, but who's ever older calls the other one the younger brother. So <laughs> either way, I'm, I'm so glad that these two guys can play together. I'm glad Keontae's out the green room. And, and David Locke is the, is the MVP. What a, what a class. I mean, now David Locke is on cloud nine about all the trades, the players he's picked up in this draft. Let's hear from him and some of his reactions to the day he's having. I would like to point out that I've had one of the most remarkable trade days of all time. <laughs> Put it on the spreadsheet. Regular, regular Kevin Costner there. David. I mean, when locked on NBA big board grades this trade, yeah. I will be the winner. Or grades this draft. I got three players and my 2014 trade, 2024 pick back. Yeah, I'm not going to have to spend. <laughs> so, time yeah, I was going to say, what, what's your grade? What's your grade for David Locke right now, Raphael? <laughs> A plus. I, yeah. I, I don't know what the, you know what? Maybe there's some something going on behind the scenes because, you know, David Locke is the big boss that they're, they're picked away <laughs> for. <laughs> they're trading him picks for, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're trading in, but we might have to investigate that. Yeah, seriously. It was too easy conspiracy. for him. It was too easy for him. David, as my boss, absolutely, you are the greatest GM ever. I, I can't. No notes. Catch every pick of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft by subscribing to Locked on NBA on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh.
And finally, the NFL is redoubling its efforts to reinforce the gambling policy with its players. As some investigations have overturned evidence of players breaking the gambling rules, the NFL wants to leave no doubt about what is and isn't acceptable. There are six key rules the league will enforce. Don't bet on the NFL, number one. Number two, don't gamble at the team facility while traveling with the team or at the team hotel. Number three, don't have someone bet for you. Pretty straightforward. Number four, don't share team inside info, aka insider trading. Number five, don't enter a sports book during the NFL play season. Seems common sense. And number six, don't play daily fantasy football, presumably for money. But that seems also self-explanatory. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, we get you ready for the NBA draft. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.